This is the BA Coach Podcast, episode number 30. Welcome to the BA Coach Podcast, online at thebacoach.com. Helping business analysts take their craft to the next level. It doesn't matter if you are a brand new BA or you've been practicing for many years. There is always something we can all do to take our BA skills and techniques up a notch. And now, here is your host, author, blogger, musician, and BA evangelist, Yaqub Muhammad, also known as Yamo. Hello there and welcome to another exciting and educational episode of the BA Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Yamo, aka at the BA Coach on Twitter. Uh, today's episode is from the Community Cast series with Mike Gladstone, who is the CIO and EVP of certifications with the IBA. As you may know, that Community Cast focuses on bringing you the prominent voices from the community and, uh, you know, talking about certifications. I do receive a lot of questions through Twitter, email, about the IIBA certification program and I thought it is best for the community to hear all the details from the horse's mouth. So Mike was kind enough to be a part of this educational interview and uh, you know as part of this episode we discuss a brief history of IIBA certification programs, difference between uh, you know professional certification versus a certificate from a training provider, the unique aspect of CBAP CCBA, you know, compared to other certifications, the evolution of CBAP in terms of growth and recognition, how to look back and pick up the business analysis experience from your work experience, differences and similarities between CCBA and CBAP, the involvement of a psychometrician, you know, in their exams and how they do it and such, and why you shouldn't stretch for CBAP if you're close to CCBA. You know, I, I get this question a lot. And involvement of HR community to increase the awareness of the certifications and, and what's being done from the IIBA side. And and why there's no interview component to CBAP, you know, unlike the BCS certification in UK. And we also do a little bit of comparison of CBAP and the ISEB BCS diploma. And much more. So without further ado, here's Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Welcome to the BA Coach Podcast. It's great to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And uh, before we get started, Mike, uh, can you please give an overview about yourself and, and what you do at the IBA? Sure. I am Michael Gladstone. I am the CIO and Executive Vice President for IIBA. Um, as IIBA is a small shop, we all wear a number of hats, so uh, I do as well. Um, I run our certification program, which is mm-hmm. why I'm with you today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also am responsible for our IT shop um, as well as um, responsible for relationships with both training providers and school vendors. That's a lot. It's like three jobs in one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Keep me busy. Okay, great. So um, in terms of what you do specifically with the certification, uh, Mike, um, do you mind kind of giving us a brief history of uh, professional certifications and also kind of introduce CBAP and how it kind of evolved uh, right from the start? 
Sure. Um, so let's go back to about uh, early 2006. Mm -hmm. uh, the IFBA had been around since uh, sometime in 2003. Mm -hmm. And um, over those years had gone to the point where there was a stable version of the body of knowledge. Um, and it was time for the organization to uh, take the step into professional certification. Um, so I wasn't actually around until uh, later that year, so I'll, I'll sort of talk a, a little bit about uh, before my time. Mm -hmm. uh, but essentially, um, as a professional association, one of the chief goals um, of the organization was to develop a professional certification. And really the reason for that was to create something that was different than what is available uh, or what was then available and still today through particularly training providers or most training providers. Mm. Uh, essentially, there's a, a significant difference between professional certification and the recognition that you would get from taking a course and, and getting a piece of paper or a certificate at the end of that. Um, mm. Specifically, there are a number of criteria that are specific for professional certifications. Uh, things like uh, that they are earned from a professional society, like IIBA as a professional association. Mm -hmm. uh, but then really things like them being based not only on knowledge or being able to uh, successfully pass an exam, but that there is a significant experience component as well. Um, so as the uh, sort of work began on defining what the cert professional certification from IIBA would look like, uh, the whole concept of significant professional experience uh, became a, a key driver there. Um, and uh, sort of where it grew from there is that the idea behind CBAP, or this uh, Certified Business Analysis Professional, mm -hmm. is really around uh, someone who is a very senior, um, very experienced BA practitioner, and someone who's been doing the job for a number of years. Mm. And so in defining the, uh, what the CBAP product looked like, um, it was agreed that it was going to need 7,500 hours of BA experience. So, and, uh, sorry to interrupt, let me quickly interject. So how, how did IIBA come up with 7,500? What was the thought process, if you will? So essentially, um, there was work that went into uh, sort of studying the market and, and so on. Um, as well, work went into understanding from stakeholders, um, companies that the organization had relationships with at the time, and so on, mm. to understand, well, you know, sort of what are you guys really looking for? What does the market need? And um, so the 7500 really came out of, you know, if we're looking at someone senior, how much time do they need to have spent doing business analysis work in order to really say that they're, uh, that they're a senior, that they've sort of done uh, much, if not all, of what there is to do, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, essentially looking at um, at BAs and and so on, um, it was deemed that you know that five year mark seemed about right. Now, if you compare uh, the CBAP designation to others that are on the market, uh, whether it's business analysis or or otherwise, mm -hmm. one of that's truly unique about CBAP and uh, our other designation, CCPA, is that they require specifically experience in business analysis. Um, so that's not five years of working. It's not five years of doing stuff, including business analysis. It's five years or that 7,500 hours worth of actual practical BA experience. 
Yeah, absolutely. So the, there was uh, an element of industry research that kind of went in to determine the number of hours. Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. So how has CBAP kind of evolved, like right from the beginning in terms of growth and recognition in the industry? Uh, so in November of 2006, we had our first CBAP exam. There were about 20 people uh, in exam. Uh, so in the little over five years, we've grown from that first 20 to over 1,600 wow. uh, recipients worldwide. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the number has, uh, has definitely increased. Um, and what I find really interesting is that number is really worldwide. Um, I, I look at the, uh, the people who are certified. I look at the applications that are coming in. And it's incredible to see the sort of geographic dispersion of um, of people who view our uh, certifications as, as what they want to go after. Mm, uh, nice. So, yeah, so that, that I find interesting. Um, but in terms of uh, sort of wider recognition, um, we haven't just haven't had the time to do a lot of analysis on, um, on sort of what's out there or who's looking for us. Mm -hmm. But there are a couple things that we've done. So just sort of anecdotally, we're seeing a lot more uh, job descriptions that are looking for CBAP or CCBA, um, or even sort of, uh, we don't like it as much, but, you know, BA certification desired, uh, sort of leaving it generic, at least people recognizing uh, the need or the benefit of uh, hiring people who are certified. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, even more specifically, we have about 130 corporate members. Um, so these are organizations that really stepped up and um, support business analysis as a practice, support their BAs, um, and support IABA as an association. Mm -hmm. And of those, uh, somewhere between 10 and 20 of them have purchased uh, certification as um, a product under their, uh, under their corporate membership. So these are organizations, and, and these are big-name organizations mm -hmm. that um, are saying... Um, Certification from IABA is, is critical, and uh, and we're going to invest in our staff. We're going to require it in our staff. Um, I was talking to an organization recently uh, that uh, was actually starting, that was at the point where they were ready to say that um, essentially uh, CCBA is an expectation for their intermediate BAs, mm -hmm. and that in order for someone to get the senior BA uh, title within their organization, they have to pass the CBAP exam. Mm. Uh, so the it's there, the uh, the recognition is there, and it's growing. Uh, one of our constant challenges is to get people to understand um, the value, um, and uh, it's something that we're we're always working on. Uh, we have um, ongoing marketing meetings to to figure out what our next step is um, on. Um, on communicating the value of our certifications and just making sure that people are aware that uh, that they're available. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think I totally recognize the um, traction it is gaining with the corporate members like you alluded. Like in my organization, for instance, right now, the level three and four competencies, they need a CBAP certification. So uh, I'm like a live example for that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> like the, what was the trigger to start CCBA as another certification program for the IABA? So the, the plan all along was to introduce uh, the CBAP as the, the senior designation originally and then to, uh, to bring out something different. Um, 
So we launched it uh, just over a year ago at the start of 2011. Um, so the work started uh, sometime in early 2010, um, really defining what that uh, looked like. And uh, we spent a lot of time talking to uh, our corporate members at the time, uh, to other organizations that we had uh, uh, relationships with, um, and really looking at the BA community and saying, okay, who's out there? Um, sort of what are the various attributes of the people within this community and um, <clears throat> excuse me, what would a, um, a certification look like for people that have uh, less experience than those who qualify for the CBAP designation hmm. and essentially we, we were able to, to split the market up into uh, a number of different groups um, Sort of, if you look on the sort of the entry level end, uh, people who are just entering the uh, the BA community or uh, or BA roles, um, you know, could be people coming out of school. It could be people transitioning into uh, into BA roles, and we felt you know, this is an important group, and we want to do stuff for them. But professional certification um, is not what this group is looking for. Um, you know, as I was saying earlier, the uh, one of the key requirements for our certifications off the, you know, right from the beginning mm-hmm. was significant professional experience. And so if we're looking at this group, um, you know, that they just don't have that BA experience yet, then, you know, we're, we're not looking to include them in, um, in a professional certification. So sort of going one step further into that group that has some experience, but not, uh, not as much as CBOP. Um, there we were able to, to identify three different groups. The three different groups are, are basically, uh, or the first group is individuals who are essentially full-time BAs and have been doing the job for two and a half or three years. Hmm. Uh, so the, the work experience requirement for CCBA is 3,750 hours, uh, exactly half of CBAP. Hmm. And so if you've been working as a full-time BA for that two and a half, three years, um, you're probably in a position where you've racked up that 3,750 hours where you would now be in a position where you could apply for CCBA yeah. uh, and, uh, and so on. So that, that's sort of the first group. The second group is what we call hybrid BAs. Um, hybrid BAs are individuals who spend part of their time doing business analysis and part of their time doing something else, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, project management or general management or development or QA or, uh, you know, any, anything else out there. Yeah. Um, and, and I think these BAs are like, you know, overworked BAs because they have two jobs in one pay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, you know, if, if you look at this group, um, you know, achieving CBAP would be extremely difficult um, solely because they're not, they don't get the opportunity to rack up enough BA hours. Yeah. Uh, if you're only spending, say, half your time, um, you know, doing business analysis, uh, you know, that's, say, a thousand hours a year, uh, you know, maybe maybe slightly more than that, it's going to take you a long time to rack up that 7,500 hours. Exactly. So what CCBA gives you is the opportunity that, hey, you've been working as a hybrid BA, you know, maybe four or five, even six years, something like that. Mm. Uh, and, you know, let's recognize you for the BA experience that you've gained. Um, you know, it, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be uh, sort of discounted um, because, you know, your role 
um, you know, requires you to spend part of your time doing something other than business analysis. So yeah. CCPA gives you the opportunity to get that recognition. Exactly. And, you know, like just to quickly add to that, some organizations have it and built in their um, hierarchy sort of to have those hybrid roles because they need to have BAQAs, they need to have BAPMs and such. So I think this kind of fits into that bill. That, that's right. That's right. I, I mean, for many organizations, uh, you know, sort of philosophically, whether you, you believe in it or not, for many organizations, it's just reality that yeah. they have, you know, some, they, they need these roles filled and they can only have so many staff. Exactly. And they're, they're sort of the individual staff get um, called upon to, uh, to do multiple roles. Absolutely. So what's the third category? So the third group is what we refer to as uh, essentially professional or seasoned professionals, experienced professionals who are transitioning into a BA role. Mm. Uh, so it, it, it's not that we're looking at any particular uh, role where we're saying, uh, you know, you were an X before, so you're now uh, qualified for CCBA. What it could be is that uh, you've been working um, in consulting or product management or development or project management or anything else for that matter. Mm. Um, but if you look back at your experience over the last seven years, you're able to say, um, you know what, I have been doing business analysis. I'm transitioning into a BA role mm. and um, I want to be recognized you know, in order to help me um, you know, within my company or my clients or if I'm looking for a job, anything like that. I want to be recognized for the BA skills and experience that I have, even though I haven't been doing business analysis as a as a particular role or, or yeah. as a specific role. As an exclusive role. Correct. Correct. So um, it's like, let's say somebody's uh, a QA analyst for seven years and they they just got a brand new title of business analyst or a junior business analyst in their organization. That's when they can kind of look back at their experience and, you know, identify the portions where they did business analysis and kind of look at CCPA. That's right. I, I mean, I think for most people, I mean, business analysis, I think, is, is very sort of interesting and unique in that most people in most jobs will do some kind of business analysis. Yeah. Uh, they won't necessarily call it that. They won't realize that it's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most people are doing that type of thing. And, and if you're in, say, if you're in an IT shop, if you're in a development shop, you know, no matter what role you're in, you're probably doing some kind of business analysis somewhere. And so in the, in the example that you described, if you're transitioning, say, from a QA role into a BA role, hmm. I would suspect that you know, in, in many cases, not necessarily all, but in many cases, you're able to look back and pick out the business analysis that you did. And, uh, you know, maybe that totals up that 3,750 hours at this point, or maybe it gives you a jump start on, you know, say work for another year or two within your new BA role, and then you're in a position to apply. Exactly, yeah. But it kind of sets you up for for that, you know, for that designation and also kind of helps you to gain the knowledge and see what gaps you have in your work experience. That's right. So one of the other things that was very important uh, for us in building CCBA was that it be a uh, sort of quote-unquote true certification. Um, we didn't want to uh, end up in a position where we had a, a professional certification that just wasn't valued by the community, by the market, and, and so on. Um, and so, you know, if you look at CCBA compared to CBAP, um, they are virtually identical in most ways. 
uh, really the, the differences between them are the amount of work experience required for uh, CCPA versus CBAP. And then obviously the exam is different between the two. So they are in different in terms of uh, the, the actual questions that are being asked in the exam or what is the difference? Yeah, so the, the two exams are uh, completely independent of each other. Um, they are both 150 questions and three and a half uh, answers, or mm -hmm. sorry, three and a half hours, mm -hmm. uh, multiple choice and, and so on. But uh, the questions were developed completely independent of each other. Um, and then even more importantly, the types of questions on the two are, are different. Um, the CCBA exam has a much higher uh, number of what we call recall questions, which are essentially, do you remember the information from the uh, from the BABOC as well as the uh, the references from the BABOC, um, with a relatively small number of what are called application questions, which are those questions that are actually testing your experience. The CBAP on the uh, or the CBAP exam on the other hand, um, targeting much more senior BAs, um, has a much higher number of application questions that are really trying to test. You know, can you go beyond what's in the book? Do you really have the experience? Uh, required to be identified as a CBAP recipient. Mm. So in terms of developing the actual exam itself, so uh, are there two different committees that kind of form the questions for these two exams? And do they have different guiding principles? From the sounds of what, you, what you're saying, it sounds like that's the case. So the item writing sessions for the two designations or for the exams for the two designations were done completely independently. Uh, there were, I think, a couple people involved in the CCBA item writing that had been involved in the CBAP item writing, but for the most part, um, they were they were new people. Hmm. Uh, in terms of sort of guiding principles, um, it was sort of an interesting experience on the CCBA side because uh, all the item writers were CBAP recipients, hmm. um, but one of the um, sort of one of the challenges was. Well, let's come up with questions that would apply to people much junior to who we are. Um, so not necessarily junior BAs, but people who just don't have as much experience as we do. Mm. Um, so it, it was sort of a, an interesting experience in doing that. But uh, we've been uh, very pleased with the results. Um, both of our exams, all of our exams are done um, in consultation with uh, a psychometrician. So they are done properly. Mm. Um, Know, fully edited and, and so on, but even more so, um, we do analysis on the results to make sure that they're in line with what uh, the results should be. Hmm. Um, and es essentially, the, the way these types of exams are meant to work is that people who should pass the exam pass the exam, and people who shouldn't pass the exam don't pass. Um, hmm. So uh, one of the things that uh, I'd like for us to get around to is um, to start looking at uh, the relationship between um, application assessment results and exam results. Mm -hmm. uh, just seeing, you know, so this group of people, they sort of marginally passed the, um, the assessment and how did they do on the exam versus people who sort of, uh, uh, you know, greatly surpassed the requirements of the application and, and how did they do on the exam. Yeah, that'll be like an interesting comparison, eh? Yeah. Yeah, so that that's something we'd like to do. We, we just have to uh, really have the time for it. Great, yeah, I think it'll be a great uh, metric or whatever the outcome. Yeah, and, and I mean, 
we, um, especially with the launch of CCBA, that we really try to encourage people, and sort of goes back to my comment a few minutes ago about, um, you know, that CCBA is, is a professional certification in all the way that CBAP is. Mm-hmm. It, we want people to be realistic, and, and we want them to, to make the right decisions for themselves and say, you know what, if CCBA is right for me, then let me go for CCBA, rather than sort of try to stretch to go for CBAP and, you know, potentially... Uh, be declined on the application or fail the exam. Um, you know, if I go for CCBA now, then it, you know it, it's recognized me for where I am today. If I'm sort of in a position where I can continue to grow and develop and invest in myself as a BA, mm. and I can see about you know a couple of years from now or, or so on, um, then that's great. But uh, you know, why sort of um, stretch and and potentially have the demotivating experience? on the CBAP side, if I could go for a CCBA and, and do so with a lot more confidence. But uh, I think based on what I kind of read somewhere uh, that CBAP, uh, people who apply for CBAP and if they don't get approved, if they qualify for CCBA, it's like an auto qualification? No, that's not true. Okay, so uh, how does that kind of fit in? Because I kind of remember somebody, someone telling me that if if you apply for CBAP and if you don't uh, get approved, and you you may qualify for CCBA, do they need to exclusively apply for CCBA again? Yeah, to, to sort of put it succinctly, you start from the beginning. Um, when when the CCBA um, application first became available at the start of last year, mm. um, we did basically send a note out to two people who had been declined on their CBAP designation and or their CBAP application and we told them uh, if you apply within whatever time period, I think it was the first few months, that we would waive the fee uh, for them to apply. And we felt that that made sense at the time because these were people who, um, in the absence of anything else, had applied for CBAP. Okay. Uh, so, you know, it, it sort of made sense to give them the opportunity to go for CCBA now that it existed. Um, but since then, there's been... Um, Nothing along those lines. At, at this point, if you applied for CBAP and, and your application was declined, um, if you felt, you know what, uh, maybe CCBA is right for me, mm. uh, you have to uh, you have to start the CCBA application from scratch. So it's completely independent and uh, there is a separate fee for that? That's correct. Okay, great. So, uh, Mike, in terms of the the actual awareness of the certifications, the CCBA or CBAP, with the employers, uh, what is IIBA doing in in terms of uh, increasing that awareness? It's uh, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> okay. Um, it, but it, it it's certainly something that we're that we're really pushing for. Mm. Um, you know, certainly amongst our corporate members, uh, we're we're starting to do a lot of outreach to them. Um, within the last couple of months, uh, we started uh, started some work to essentially engage those corporate members who have already uh, bought into certification to get their stories, so we can publish those out to our other corporate members as well as uh, sort of the rest of the world. Mm. Uh, real examples of you know, I as a company, or you know, and and so on, I as an employer. Uh, why did I find that certification was important and, and so on. Um, so that's something that we have started. Um, beyond that, we're trying to uh, do something, uh, you know, do some small things as well. Uh, one of the things that we're uh, going to be putting together is uh, essentially a package that 
you as an individual could download from our site and you know update um, and give to your manager to say here this is why basically to help you make the business case hmm. of to become certified um, you know basically a letter and, and so on that you can give to your boss and say hmm. um, you know this is um, you know this is why I want to go for certification because for a lot of people they sort of they, they know but they don't have the words hmm. and I mean it, it's taken us as an organization years to get the wording right. Um, we're, we're going to be helping individuals um, basically communicate that message. So it's like, you know, a business case that they could use to communicate to their employers. Exactly. Great. And uh, I think, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, beyond that, uh, there are other things that we want to do as well. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to figure out how to engage the HR community Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, um, you know, reaching out to HR professionals and um, helping them understand that for their staff um, or for the the um, the BA staff that they support, um, that they should be using certification um, as uh, you know professional development and and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, when um, when organizations are looking to hire people into BA roles, that they should be seeking out people who are certified. Yeah, and I think uh, based on how the HR systems kind of scan the resumes, they may just put in this additional keyword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'd be thrilled if uh, you know if every job posting out there all of a sudden had uh, CCBA or CBAP required. You never know; some of them might already have them. <laughs> well, we're we're starting to see that um, it, it it it's out there. Mm. Um, and really, so much of it is just about awareness and, and getting people to understand that uh, that we exist, that yeah. our services exist, and that uh, there is uh, you know that there is a reason why uh, why organizations should be hiring certified individuals. Exactly, and I think the other side of this, uh, Mike, is the individuals who are certified, kind of you know going out in the market and doing a better job at whatever they are doing. That kind of highlights, okay, this guy has a CBAP, so this guy really knows his stuff, you know? Absolutely. And is, is IBA thinking anything on those lines to kind of, you know, get like a, a group of CBAPs to kind of highlight their work or whatever to kind of show that merit, if you will, with the certification? Yeah. So, in fact, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I posted a message on both the... Uh, the CBAP and CCBA groups on LinkedIn basically saying, um, okay, you guys have all been certified. Can you share your stories? Mm. And I've gone back probably close to three dozen um, messages. And so now what we're trying to do is, is to figure out how to best take that and uh, share it with the world because they're, they're all good stories. Yeah. Uh, everything from, you know, I, I wanted to show my organization what I could do and I've now done that or... Um, you know, I, I moved into uh, this role, and I wanted to prove it to myself. Um, you know, they're they're all great stories, and and all things that we want to share with the world. So we just have to figure out how yeah. to uh, best do that. Absolutely, and, and I think one thing, one story that stands out is the John is Jonathan Nittak story, which was like a blog post on the BA coach. Why is he bad? Right. Yep. Yeah. There, there's a ton of stories out there, and. Um, you're absolutely right that that we we need to get people sharing their stories uh, anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, cool. So um, one other question from the community, Mike, is uh, why why is there no interview component to CBAP? 
so to be honest, uh, you know, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't around, so I, I can't say exactly uh, sort of what the rationale at the time was. The only thing that I could really say is that um, the expectation was that the designation would be global because IIBA mm. um, organization is a global organization, and um, it would just sort of practically it would be uh, it wouldn't be feasible. Um, to have a uh, an interview component, both because of the the geography, as well as because of the expected um, volume of people that uh, would seek out certification. Mm. So it's mostly for the feasibility reasons, right? So I mean, people uh, I, over the years, I've had some people say, "Well, so then it's really just about passing an exam." Mm. Um, to respond that it's really not. Uh, yeah. We define uh, we. We decline a significant number of people who apply for certification, um, and you know that reason is either because they really don't qualify, they don't meet the requirements, mm. uh, which case you know they're they're just not ready to pass the exam, um, mm. they're not ready to be identified as CBAC recipients, or truthfully they don't put in the the amount of due diligence required in order to submit their application. Um, I, I can't give credit to who came up with the line because I don't remember who it was, but one of the lines that I use is that the application is not a registration form for the exam, uh, meaning for whether it's the, the CBAP side or the CCBA side, um, the application is not easy. It's not meant to be easy to, um, to pass because it's really part of the assessment process. Yeah, exactly. You really have to understand the BOC. You have to understand your experience. You have to be able to map your experience to um, to what IABA considers to be business analysis as defined by the BOC. And, I mean, when I went through it myself, it took a lot of time. Mm. Uh, but what it does is it, it, it helps you. Um, it really helps you prepare. Uh, it really helps you understand, is this something that I'm really ready for at this point? Mm. And from our perspective, it gives us another key component in the assessment process so that it really isn't just, um, you know, can you study for and pass an exam? Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, like I completely agree with you. And the other thing that I also always tell uh, anybody who wants to become a CBAP is that the, the application is probably the most important part of CBAP because it's a self-reflection point in your career, right? just to kind of pause and see what you've done in the past and what you could potentially do, like depending on the number of hours. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, a few months ago at our, uh, at our conference back in uh, November, a few of us were talking. And uh, one of the things we were saying is that each of us, so we were all certified, mm. and for saying that going through the process, whether it was the application process or the exam or preparing for, for either one of those, we all learned something new. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, for those of us who are beyond the intro to business analysis course, you know, we're always looking for how do I continue to develop what's sort of what's next for me. Mm. And preparing for certification is uh, really a great way to do that, to, to go through the Bach in detail um, because you have to. Yeah. But it what it does is it, it, it you're going to learn stuff that, you just didn't realize existed or, uh, you know, maybe it's an improvement to things that you've been doing already and, and so on. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So um, the next question from the community, uh, Mike, is, is surrounding the popularity of CBAP or CCBA in UK 
and its comparison with the ICEP diploma. Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, so we, we get sort of questions similar to that uh, fairly frequently. Um, I can tell you the uh, UK chapter of IABA uh, is very much in touch with uh, with BCS, who runs the ICEP program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we here uh, have uh, sort of ongoing discussions with BCS, so we, we have a, a relationship with them. Um, the two of them, uh, you know, I, I can't speak to ICEB in detail, though I, I can tell you sort of a, a few key differences. Um, and sort of the organization sponsoring each one, IAB is much more global. Mm. Uh, I mean, BCS is, is certainly very, very well known in the UK, mm. obviously, um, as well as through Europe. Um, but beyond Europe, it, it, it's really not, um, not very well known. Whereas IABA is uh, very much a global organization. Uh, and then secondly, um, I mean, business analysis is all that IABA does. And, um, you know, so our certification programs are, are really our specialty or, or based off of our specialty. DCS mm. uh, does a lot of things and they do a lot of things very well. And, and business analysis is one of the things that they do. Mm. Uh, and it's not meant to, to knock it. But, um, you know, that they are not specialists in business analysis. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, you can sort of judge for yourself which between the two you'd be more uh, sort of inclined to go for. Um, and then, you know, sort of the, the global thing, just to come back to that for a second, hmm. uh, you know, even if you are in the UK today, you know, who, uh, who are you working with? Are you working with people outside of the UK or outside of Europe? Um, you know, do you think that you might be working outside of Europe one day? Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, you know, how well known, if, if you got the ISEB diploma today, um, you know, how valuable would that be for you in the future versus what would CCBA or, or CBAP uh, be to you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think you've answered my next questions, which I'll pass, which is why should someone from UK consider doing CBAP or CCBA? <laughs> <laughs> So I think it kind of, uh, for the for the ones who are smart, they can figure it out. The answer is clear. Uh, with that, I have one uh, intriguing question, if you will, Mike, about CBAE, which caught my eyes in your CCBA presentation recently. <laughs> What's that all about? Is, is something big cooking at IABA? Well, okay. Let me explain what it is, and then we'll talk about what, to what extent it's cooking. Sure. Uh, so CBAE first appeared on uh, in a newsletter article close to a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, or a year ago now, um, and it's been in presentations uh, since then, and uh, I do get questions on it. Um, CBAE um, is the certified, or would be the certified, or certification, sorry, try that again, certified business analysis expert. Mm-hmm. I don't use it, I don't forget the name <laughs> of it quite. Um, Essentially, um, this is just an idea at this point. Uh, there's nothing imminent. Um, you know, we're, we're not uh, we're not actively looking to roll this out. Um, really, it's an idea of recognizing um, not necessarily senior practitioners because the the CBAP designation is really meant to identify the CBAP or the uh, the senior BA practitioners or the, the people doing business analysis day in day out. Mm. CAE, um, if we were to ever launch it, would be much more along the lines of um, those people that are the sort of industry-known experts in business analysis. So 
perhaps they're the consultants that you would bring in um, if you were building out a, um, a BA center of excellence or center of competency. Um, you know, if you're doing those types of things where you, you needed someone with really the in-depth understanding of what business analysis is all about, mm. um, you'd go look for a, a CBAE. Um, but as I said, uh, you know, at, at this point, we're working hard getting the message out on CBAP and CCBA, mm. uh, which is why uh, we're just not, uh, we're not yet at a point of doing much with CBAE. Okay, great. Fair enough. I guess uh, by the time this comes out, all the CBAPs will qualify for it easily. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Yeah, potentially, right? Yep. All right. So um, at this point, Mike, uh, I'm out of questions and I want to thank you for being on the show. Is there anything that you want to relay out to the community? Uh, any message or any closing comments? Uh, well, I want to uh, thank you for having me uh, with you today, um, and thank you all for listening. Um, and really, what I what I just want to reinforce is that um, I personally, and and obviously IBA, really believe that professional certification for BAs is is really really important, if not vital. Um, you know, and it, it's something that will really help advance the profession. And I know there are a lot of people out there who say, well, you know, I, I'm good at my job and, you know, my boss likes me and, and so on and so on. Why do I need, why would I go, why would I bother putting the effort into business analysis mm. uh, or into, uh, into certification? Um, and, you know, something that we're, that we're trying to reinforce is, you know, we as a BA community really want to help advance the community. And one of the ways of doing that, one of the key ways is through certification. And, the bigger a body of uh, certification or certified people um, that we can produce, the more we can say, look, you know, this is important. Um, you know, business analysis is important and so on. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I really encourage all of you to consider um, going for certification, even if you think, you know, that, that CBAP is way behind you. Um, really think about it in, in terms of not only your, your personal growth, but also support of the community. And then certainly for those of you who, uh, you know, whether you've been a full-time or, or hybrid BA and have racked up, you know, just that, that, you know, three years or so of BA experience, really, you know, take a close look at CCBA and, and uh, really view it as an opportunity to be recognized for where you are. And, you know, if things change in the future, that's great, but why not be recognized uh, today for where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. And be prepared for the future. And just help out the profession in general exactly all right great comments uh, mike thanks for being on the show thank you very much well i hope you enjoyed this episode with mike gladstone and got to learn everything about the iiba certification programs so if you have any questions uh, you know that you want to ask mike or you want to leave a comment on this episode please go to thebacoach.com forward slash episode 30, all one word. And you can leave uh, any comments or any questions you have about this episode and, you know, and also any feedback that you may have. So uh, that's it for this episode, guys. I hope to see you on thebacoach.com. Bye for now and have yourself a wonderful day.